0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to All Cued Up, your review podcast, tied to streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Disney Plus, etc., etc. I'm your host, Greg Dietz. With me always is Maya Don Fisher. How's your weekend? Pretty fucking good, for the most part.
1: Good. Um, you know, uh, let's see. What did we do in the past week? Uh, you know, enjoyed my weekend. I've built several. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons frameworks miniature kits. Uh, been working on those. Built a Dryder, built a Beholder, built an Elf Ranger, which is going to be painted up in the likeness of Drizzt Jordan. Um, let's see, been watching a little bit of Doctor Who getting caught up. So, the uh, see the special finale with Jody Whitaker, which airs this Sunday they introduced the new doctor uh, happens then so trying to get caught up for that you know watched football uh, just taking it easy you know enjoy oh I got hate speech this week yeah, <laughs> yeah. some fucking twat waffle named David Polanco Oh, I'm sorry. Did I drop his name on the fucking podcast?
0: Yeah, I I was going to say, like, he lives in San Antonio, Texas, so if you know.
1: (laughs) So, what this douche canoe did, I made a post in a Facebook group talking about how, it's the first time uh, when we recorded our five-year anniversary episode, I did my hair that day, and I posted the picture, because, you know, I really liked the way my hair looked and I was like, you know, I've been wearing wigs for the past two years because I'd cut my hair very short and I was like, you know, always had long hair, but unfortunately my long, thick, luxurious hair is, has thinned severely over the years, unfortunately. Uh, not to the point where it was, you know, anything like gaping huge spots or anything like that, but to the point where I was self conscious about it. And, you know, I don't know how to style my hair, so I never took the risk on it. I was like, fuck it, wigs are cheap, you know, I'll wear wigs. Um, but I made a comment about it, you know, and this this fucking ass hat just like, hey, don't cut your dick off. I'm like, this is a post about me getting my hair colored. This isn't a post about reassignment surgery. You know, it has nothing to do with that. How about you shut the fuck up? And I, I, he, he uh, replied, how how about you don't cut off your dick? And that's all I thought there was. But apparently there was another comment left that was flagged for hate speech. What were you going to say?
0: I was going to say like, uh, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know, it doesn't matter. Go ahead.
1: So, he responds, he says, and I'm going to read this,
0: quote, word for word. This is lit, dude. Just, just, just as a fair warning to everybody, this is this has got some nasty language in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a
1: little triggery. Says, look, dude, you'll never be a chick. You're just a gay dude with a missing leg who wishes he had a pussy. All the woke cunts support your insane faggotry. I'm just here asking you not to mutilate your junk. I assure you that no one here would fuck you thinking you were a chick because you look like a dude, and I'm sure you smell like a dude, and I know damn well you have male bone structure. To be honest, I need your help, uh, need you to help me pack out an elk. So I'm like, all right, what the fuck ever? I've actually been told worse for my own family, you know. Um, so it doesn't hurt my feelings anything that he said. Is it vile and disgusting? Yeah. Um, I know this dude has listened to the show before, and here's my heartfelt, fuck you, I hope you die in a tire fire, you piece of shit.
0: Yeah. Um, I, uh, I've said it a thousand times, and I'll just say it here on the podcast as well, right at the top of the fucking show. If you have hate in your heart, leave this fucking world. Straight the fuck up. You are a miserable pile of shit. Um, we, as cisgendered people, do not have the right to say anything. If you cannot accept somebody... This isn't about tolerance. Tolerance is a word that I fucking hate when talking about anybody in the alphabet mafia. This is entirely about acceptance. Acceptance is about going, that person over there has found their happiness. That person over there has found a way to live their life without feeling like they are not themselves. And you. Go, nah, I don't want them to be happy because I'm uncomfortable. Fuck off forever. Take a rocket into the sun. I don't care what you have to do. You're not a person to me when you do that shit. When you say that kind of thing, you are less than human to me. And to a lot of people for that matter. What makes it even weirder, and I... I, I, What makes it so fucking bizarre is that you are more focused, David, on what is between Maya's fucking legs than what is in her goddamn skull. You are more focused on your comfortability instead of learning how to accept somebody because they're different or learning that somebody is cool because they're different. And you go, well, I don't like it. You selfish absolute fucking clown yeah and anybody else like david or shares those views like david get out go away don't listen to our podcast we do not fucking want you here people who don't harm others are who we want and by that measure saying hurtful things like that absolutely harms there is a huge volume of suicides amongst young teens in the LBGT community because they do not feel accepted. It isn't that people are gonna tolerate them, it's they don't feel wanted. Either by their parents, their peers, society, and they off themselves because they have no other recourse. You know who's, you know whose blood is on their hands? All of you hateful, hateful. And you know what? I have hate in my heart too. I have hate for you. I will always hate you. Like that, you know. People always say, like, "Oh, you have to, you have to love people regardless of the." Fuck that. You are an absolute vile monster in my mind, and I hate you. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: That's okay. No, no, that just brings up a lot of things I've, I've, when I first started transitioning, I knew I would get comments. I knew people would say shit. I knew I would probably hear some vile shit. Um, I didn't realize how horrible it is for transgender people, especially in the UK uh and yeah. it's growing worse here in the united States uh with all the anti trans legislature uh two Fridays ago <clears throat> two weeks ago as of uh the uh, as we post this on apple plus t v John Stewart showed the problem with John Stewart notice there's show. a pause there. he did a wonderful uh entire show it's about 43 minutes long covering uh anti-trans legislature uh gender affirming care he actually interviewed the attorney general of the state of arkansas and pretty much told to her face she's a horrible repre- represents reprehensible creature because of the bill she support, and it's no way in any way protecting children uh This past Sunday on Last Week Tonight with John Oliver on HBO Max, they also aired uh, a show about transgender rights and gender affirming care and LGBT youth, transgender youth. Um, Both pieces are wonderful and they're about the only pieces of positive media you'll find on transgender, uh, on the transgender community and youth and care and everything like that a few years ago, I was in that 40%. I'm not going to say exactly when, but I was in that 40%. I was ready to go. But I yeah. didn't because of my partner of 17 years now and my daughter. If it had been for them too, I would have. But They are incredibly supportive of me, to which I'm very fortunate, because a lot of transgender people don't get that support at home. I'm lucky to have it at home. I have it from a couple of my siblings. You know, I've not talked to my brother in over two years. I miss my brother, love my brother. We had a disagreement, and we've not spoken since. You know, hopefully he's on board with me. You know, I don't know. I've not talked to him. And I miss him, and I want to talk to him. But we're both stubborn, and we don't know how to reach out. Um, my mother has never even talked to me about the subject. But word has gotten to me from friends that she seems to think I do this for attention don't do this for fucking attention because look at the attention that it brings. Mm -hmm. It's not positive attention. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I get support. You know, I feel comfortable in my skin more so in the past two years than I ever have in my entire fucking life. I hardly ever took pictures until a few years ago. Growing up, there's not a lot of pictures of me won't find a lot of pictures of me as a, as a young person because I fucking hated myself. I hated my body. I hated who I was. I hated everything about myself and now I fucking love who I am. You know, I've made changes to myself for the better. I'm not the same person that people knew and I'm glad I'm not the same person that people knew. And here's the thing. If you don't know me, you want to get to know me great. If you know me and you don't want to be around me, you don't want to you don't want to know who I am. That's fine too. But don't base it on because of who I am, you know, gender wise. That's fucking stupid. Um but yeah. Uh, just the week was great. This happened in the past 24 hours. Yeah. Um,
0: well, even though you the, have a positive, was great. even though you have a positive view on the situation and you're handling it as as best as you can, I know this sucks. I know this hurts. Um, no, it
1: didn't hurt me at all. That's the thing.
0: It didn't upset me to the point
1: where I'm like, "Oh, I'm sad about this." No, it pissed me off, and I'm like, "Fuck you! You don't have the right. You don't have the right to say that shit to me." And here's the thing people love to refer to it as cancel culture. No, it's accountability culture. And that's what I've been saying. That's what I've been saying for years now. It's accountability culture. You are free to say any fucking thing you want, but you will feel the repercussions of your fucking words and actions. And you deserve anything you fucking bring upon yourself in a negative aspect when you harm others. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's that that brings me to another point. You are you familiar with Graham Norton? The uh, OK, Graham Norton fucking deleted his Twitter account the other day because about a week ago he was on a fucking talk show with Radio Times. I think it was in the UK. He was on a talk show. He was doing an interview and they asked him about cancel culture. And he was talking specifically about John Cleese. John Cleese has been complaining about cancel culture and Graham Norton says, no, it's accountability culture. He's like, you say it's cancel culture, but yet you're still here. I'm still reading articles about you. I'm still seeing you on television. You're not canceled. You're just be aware of the things that you say and deal with the consequences from them. And then they said, well, what about, you know, JK Rowling? And, Same thing. He's like, look, he said, people don't want to hear from me. I bring nothing to the conversation. My voice adds nothing to the conversation. He said, do you want to know about trans issues? Talk to a trans person. Talk to the parents of trans kids. Talk to the experts. He said those things. J.K. Rowling's cut ass. Fuck you, somebody who I used to admire years ago and loved your stories, but now I'm just like... Yeah, um, she says, "Oh, so you condone to Graham Norton this this condones rape and death threats by saying he supports accountability." And how I don't know how she conflates that, but her fucking Death Eaters, uh, which is what I refer to her Twitter fucking followers—all 14 million of them—bullied a wonderful delightful, hilarious and talented and genuinely caring man off of fucking Twitter. Uh, It's just, here's the thing. You can say whatever the fuck you want to me. I'm not going anywhere. I'll never shut the fuck up because I've got thick skin because I had an abusive family and there's nothing you can say to me that I haven't heard worse from them. So, My happy ass is going to continue to be fabulous, continue to be the best version of myself that I can be. And I hope it makes you fucking sick. And I hope that it makes people like Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Green and Matt Getz and all those other fucking GOP motherfuckers that introduced this anti-trans legislature. I hope it makes them so sick that they can't fucking fathom it. I just want these people to go the fuck away But you're not phasing me. Not phasing me at all. Because I'm fucking happy. (laughs) And it's none of your fucking business if I'm going to get fucking junk mutilated.
0: That's, I think, the thing that probably bothers me most about the misconceptions of transgender people is there's this weird assumption that all of them are going to get bottom surgery or voice surgery. No, what each individual trans person does and what they, what they choose to do and what they desire to do is a, none of your fucking business and B not the fucking same.
1: Yeah. It's different for every one of us. Like, you know, I don't give a, I don't give a fuck what people societal expectations are. I'm living the way I want to live. If I could afford f- feminization surgery for my voice, shit, yeah, I'd be getting it. I'd be getting it in a heartbeat. I hate my fucking voice. I. Here's the thing. Vocal coaches are fucking expensive. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I work on it and I try, but, you know, two years in on hormones and it's lightened a little bit, softened a little bit, but not much. Um, you know, if it weren't for my voice, you'd see me in public. You wouldn't fucking know. You wouldn't fucking know at all.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, I will say though, there, there is a funny uh, dichotomy that comes sometimes from you entering a new group that I'm a part of, as I'll say, my friend Maya's joining or my like, (laughs) Oh my God, a year ago, a year ago when we did that fantasy league and you were in there. Yeah. Oh my god! The 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 fucking absolute dead silence of Maya's joining, but nobody was warned that you're a transgender uh, woman. And uh, <laughs> holy shit, dude! Like they were all—at least I think they were all accepting—but none of them said anything until it was later. Funny. Yeah, because they all funny. asked our friend like, "Who who hosted?" They asked him, like, "Is is that a transgender woman?" <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, yeah." She's, she's a transgender woman and then, like they were like, Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Who beat most of their asses in the fucking league last year. Yeah. Beat the pants off of them until the playoffs, and then I choked against Mueller.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh it's funny, I'm in another fantasy league and I have been for years. It's it's a uh regional fantasy football league here. Uh guys from the county where I went where I grew up and where I currently live. And several of us still live here. You know, several of them are teachers and things like that, but it's called the Manly cup, the DCFL, the Dickinson County football league Manly cup. And the past two years have come in second place and third place in that. And they keep saying, if you win this thing. We're going to have
0: to change the name. I was like, yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> That's the goal. I think that one of the things that gives me hope though, and I will, I will point this out to our audience is that my, I have probably like three or four really close friends, people that I can confide in. Maya being one of them, our friend, Andy being the other one. Um, He, uh you know, he had a hard time adjusting his language and using the right pronouns because it, you know, he knew you before. Yeah. Yeah. So. But you know, he, he's, he, he's gotten really good
1: at it. And. Yeah. He yeah. got there quick.
0: Yeah, he did. But the thing that made me laugh the most was his kids picked up on it faster than he did. They yeah, I remember even, that. And they had never even, spoken to me or anything. Nope. Well, and, and that was the thing is that they did. They had heard your voice put two and two together and when Andy misgendered you they immediately were like dad she like yep. don't don't make that mistake <laughs> and, like, all right and, and you know
1: what that speaks volumes for how good of a parent he is oh yeah absolutely it's like you know that's why I love him he's an awesome dude you know um but that's the thing is just uh, people struggle, people make mistakes and I'm not one to behold a grudge against anybody that's legitimately trying, but I will hold a grudge for somebody that did what this motherfucker did.
0: Absolutely. You use that kind of language or you are intentionally harmful <clears throat> to somebody because you don't share the same views in the world as them. Oh, that's not the right word. That's not the right wordage because there's a lot of people that share the same views as me and I hate them vehemently like this guy. Um, Like if you're a Nazi, you can go fuck yourself. But like, if you sit there and look at me and you're like, I think the government should be ran like a business. I don't agree with that, but that's fine. I'm not going to disrespect you because of that opinion. But if you're like, you know what? I just, something in me thinks that like all Jews should die. Then I want you off of this planet. See what I'm saying? Like, there's a difference. There. Anyway, um, that was a terrible fucking analogy.
1: I get what you were going for,
0: though. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I start talking and then I don't realize how bad it is until I'm halfway through. Um, you know what's
1: whatever. funny is the rest of us realize it before you get there.
0: <laughs> All right, podcast over. We're done. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, so yeah, um, yeah, we've been 20 minutes talking about this, so we should probably get to the reviews, but yeah, uh, if you think like this, but, this, if you think like David, fuck off forever. Simple as that.
1: And I'm, you know, I'm putting this out there. We're progressives. We're liberals. Um, more progressive than liberal, you know, yeah. but there's a lot of hurtful uh, legislation out there that is dangerous and making it difficult for people like me for kids who are like me for Mm -hmm. kids who vote against that shit. You got to vote blue this November. I mean, it's it's just a few weeks away. We can't let this shit win because Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm legit scared about if these things pass what's going to happen, because I already live in a not safe area as it is. Like, no, it's not dangerous, but I have worries. You know, I worry, what if some fucking raven nutbag sees me, makes the connection, and hears me, and they're like, oh, this motherfucker's going to die, and they follow me to the bathroom and cap me. Mm-hmm. you know I worry about that shit
0: do I let it stop me no but it's like Anthony Jeselnik said you know his, his joke was different but I tell you it's the same sentiment if you are living your life and you're doing what you do either it's for a living your personal well being your personal mental health whatever it may be and someone kills you for it you go out a fucking legend you go out as somebody who others will look at as they, they're they happy. They're happy when they went out. Yeah. That person that did the killing, not happy.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So Now, I, do I want to go out that way? No.
0: No. Yeah. But I'm legendary as fuck anyway. <laughs> do you know what I'm referencing when I mentioned the Anthony Jeselnik thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought you would. It's not yeah. the same thing by any stretch of the imagination, but... No, no, no. But the analogy works.
1: But yeah, let's get on to the reviews. I haven't talked about
0: my week yet. Oh yeah, let's get on to your week. How was your week? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I, I was I was making a joke because my week was uneventful as fuck. Like, I worked, and then I did shit for my parents, and that's it. <laughs> that's been my life, so... Oh. Yeah. Well, there was something you mentioned before we started
1: recording that you did want to bring up.
0: Yeah, I I just it's it's I don't want to say it's small because it's not small, but it is an issue that I've been seeing all over the internet and I wanted to touch on it. So there's a very popular streamer by the name of Amaranth. Oh yeah, I um,
1: saw that. That's horrible. Go yeah, ahead. So
0: so she's she's a popular streamer because of what the content that she was providing. Um she was actually part of a lot of controversy on Twitch for a long time because what she would do is she would get um like borderline nude, like it was very, like, it was bikinis and things like that that were very skimpy, and then she'd be in a hot tub or a pool, like a, like an inflatable pool or something like that, and she was on 12, 14 hours a day, arguably 16 hours a day doing this, and there are dudes that are just donating money and, and going, and then she had an OnlyFans, which had also a lot of, like, a more adult content. And she was just dumping out content. And and I had seen her on other people's like streams and stuff. And she seemed like have a really good sense of humor about stuff and kind of just go with the flow. And I was like, I respect that. Get the bag. Like, like if you're if dudes are willing to pay for that, go for it. Who am I to stop you? Who am I to judge you? Like, you're making more money than I am. Fuck it. Um however, something came to light Sunday evening. She was streaming. She wasn't doing anything suggestive. She wasn't doing anything lewd. She was just sitting at her computer. She gets a call from somebody that even the audience had unexpected because nobody knew this, that she's married and she has been for a long time. And her husband is an abusive piece of shit that was basically forcing her to do these streams and and OnlyFans. It wasn't that she didn't want to. It's that she doesn't want to do it as often, as much. Like, um, she wants to have a life. And she had a mental break. And um, when she, her husband called her on that stream, she just put it on speaker so everyone could hear. When that was brought to light, a lot of things changed for her. It looks like they're going to get a divorce. Uh, things are going to split amicably. And Amaranth will be better for it. But here's the thing. When I say she's a popular streamer, I don't mean that lightly. On Yesterday. She was one of the top five, isn't she? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The reason I bring this up is that people constantly say, who are ignorant or don't understand, it doesn't matter... Who you are. It doesn't matter how famous you are. Having a relationship that is abusive can happen to anyone. And it can be invisible to everyone. And you will feel like you're alone. And that nothing you do or say is going to matter. And that you feel like if you speak out, people aren't going to believe you. Amaranth is lucky in that that she was, that she had the audience that she has, that she was able to capture that. And I want people to understand if you're listening to this and you're in that kind of relationship, there are ways out. There are ways to contact people who can help. <coughs> um, I should have had a phone number ready that you could call, but I don't. And, um, what I think is so important about this Amaranth thing is it doesn't just open the window to people who are struggling, who are suffering because of their in a abusive relationship, but it's also like to me it's it's a it's a it's a way to kind of showcase that it can happen to anybody. It can happen to just about fucking anybody. And yeah, I don't know, like it's it's I think the thing that's most disheartening about the whole situation, too, is um, complete fucking absolute clowns will sit there and say some shit like, well, if she was in this abusive relationship, why didn't she say anything sooner? Because manipulation and fear tactics don't account for that. Um.
1: It's yeah, the, the, the answer is never just as simple as just leave. You know, there are so many factors that come into play. And fear of retaliation is a big fucking thing.
0: Yeah. Have you ever heard those uh, 911 phone calls that are like the person the person calls 911 and says, well, I'd like to order pizza. And the person's like, this is not the right number to do that. And the person goes... Uh yeah, just um just like a large uh pizza with uh pepperoni. And the nine one operator's like, ma'am, you're calling the wrong number. No 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 no. I, I just uh just just the one pizza. And the the operator will be like Is this an abuse like call? Like is he there with you? And the Yep, 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 that'll be good. And like they have to do that. Mm-hmm.
1: Here's the address to bring it to. How long? Okay
0: can't wait yep yep um that shit's terrifying like i couldn't imagine having to go through that because i well i'm not in a relationship as it is but um it's just it's just it's something that i don't think i'll ever have to experience and so hearing that other people's other people do is just it's so disheartening it's so depressing and to hear other people men especially Say some just fucking horrid shit in regards to it. like you have evidence. I don't care if she's a multimillionaire. She still deserves to be treated like a person. Mhm, so just ugh. <laughs> I saw a lot this week that like uh, over like just the past few days over that, and I'm just like, if you're sitting there saying that she doesn't deserve. To be treated like a person because she's a millionaire or she's she's done porn. Like, much like David, you can fuck right off. Call me a bleeding heart. Call me whatever the fuck you want. You know, big pussy. I don't fucking care. I'd rather people be happy in their own, like, life than to stay miserable because it makes you comfortable. So, I don't know whatever that's who I am so I just want you to know that there are ways out and um I, I don't have a safe number, ways out I don't have a number ready I I kind of popped this in here at the last minute and just didn't have it ready but I do want to you know say that publicly that us here at all queued up would would, would rather people be happy and safe so but why don't we go ahead and get to review? Get to the point of this podcast. Wow, that was a hell of a pee. I'm just filling up my water bottle because I talk and my throat gets scratchy. He drinks his own pee. Actually, there's a there's a channel on YouTube. I've been trying to get you to watch this fucking channel for so long, but you never do. What channel is it? It's called Channel Five. Um, I don't get that channel. <laughs>
1: i'm not paying extra for locals jesus
0: you know what (laughs) (laughs) the joke is staring me in the face but i'm like if i say it it might be misconstrued so i'm not gonna say it no go ahead (laughs) no it's bad oh god um uh no, it's, it's, it's a really good YouTube channel. They they the, the guy, Andrew Callahan, does a lot in regards to talking to people and getting this certain point of view out of people. And um, his most recent episode is on a guy who, um, his name is Will something. I don't know if I can remember his name, but he's one of these new age, uh, like, not medical people, but he has, like, very strange ways to talk about his health. And in his way, it's all about the penis and the balls. And, um, like, one of the things he's t- he talks about is, uh, like, the whole video is, like, 20 minutes long. But it's, it's not only fascinating, but it's just, like, you're, like, this dude is a lunatic. Um, but he, uh, I'll put it this way. He, it, it, what he says sounds kind of crazy, but he keeps to himself. And he just tries to, like, he's like, hey, if this sounds interesting, come talk to me. So, you know, leave him alone. Don't don't harass or whatever, because he's not hurting anybody. Um, but uh, everything that has to do with your health and your personal health has to do with your penis and balls. And uh, to him, that's the gateway to becoming a better person in general. And it's not just, like, you know, genital health. It's literally doing some of the bizarrest things when it comes to your genitals um and with other men so uh you've heard of like the tanning of the perineum and and uh, ball sack and all that kind of stuff right no i missed that oh this is hilarious so there's there's this whole trend now where like you would basically sit with your genitals spread eagle towards the sun and you tan them Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wasn't Tucker Carlson talking about that shit a few
1: months ago? Yep, that's right. See, I kind of uh, pushed that on my head because I try to block anything from
0: that scumbag's
1: mouth that I fucking possibly can.
0: Well, I heard it before before Tucker Carlson. I was actually surprised Tucker talked about it, but uh, yeah, the the but the the funny thing about tanning your your genitals is that if they're not meant to be in the sun like that, like there's a reason that they're hidden in 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 that fashion. Um, and so doing that can actually cause problems, but, you know, fuck science, I guess. Uh, no, the guy that he talks to, it's, it's, it's a really interesting video because he talks about how they handle certain things. Like, there's a certain level of chi that you can transfer from your body to your friend's body by, like, cupping his balls. And and it's just, it's bizarre. But in the middle of the video, he goes to the bathroom. usually the takes toilet.
1: a few minutes, though, to transfer it. And it All can right. get sticky.
0: Well, hold on. <laughs> I'm not done. I'm not done. So he 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 pees into a into a uh, uh, um um a jar, right? Like a glass jar. And he was like, he he comes out of the bathroom and flushes it. So he's like, oh, it's just habit. I'm like, uh huh. And then he drinks it on camera.
1: <sighs>
0: and I was like, oh. But it gets worse because later he talks about like. Andrew Callahan, the guy interviewing the guy that runs Channel Five, who's done he then this is just one of the many videos. Like, he did a whole one on it. Like, have you heard of uh, uh, uh fish lots? No, I think they're called fish lots at fish concerts. The parking lot is the real party, huh? That most of the people that are in the parking lot at a fish concert aren't seeing fish. Oh, those, yeah, yeah. Well. So he goes, he goes to that, and that was fascinating, but. Later in the video, the guy talks about um, how because Andrew asks about ejaculation and how that can affect. Like, do do they have anything on that? And the guy explains that they do. Um, uh, he tries to teach the other guys how to have an orgasm without ejaculating because you don't want that out of your body. You want to keep it in because it's testosterone. And um, and he goes, but you know you have to get it out sometimes and. What we do is, and he stands, he goes, here, I'll show you. And he pulls two pieces of paper off of like the mantle in his, in his apartment. And he, um, he takes them over to Andrew and he says, so on these pieces of paper, uh, my buddy and I, he names his buddy, he says, we wrote down all the things we want to make ourselves like do in our life that, that, that'll make us a better person or things we want to let go of. And then we ejaculated on the paper. And I think later sometime we're going to burn it. And he shows the pieces of paper that are like wetted in like a... It's disgusting. Jizz drip patterns. Oh my god, dude. I was like... Like, you gotta watch. You gotta watch Channel 5. Like, every video he posts is fucking fascinating. Um, a while back, he had a long video. It was like 45 minutes. But it was about the um, the, the the convoy of truckers going across America that like... Uh, are, are all trumpers yeah yeah i remember that a few months ago yeah that was that was fascinating on a lot of different levels other than their opinions because we all know their opinions so um he had another video like he's just had so many and it's just like his his fucking shit is so it's just you have to watch it you have to check it out anyway um jesus christ we are 40 minutes into this fucking podcast and have not talked about house of the dragon rings of power or andor (laughs) yeah my god um well folks welcome to the uh second half of the podcast where we're going to talk about uh the finale to rings of power episode 9 the 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 uh, penultimate episode to house of the dragon and uh andor episode 7 why don't we hop into rings of power maya (laughs) sure sure um Episode
1: 8 of the Rings of Power is titled Alloyed. Um, here is a rundown. It says Galadriel and an injured Halbrand arrive in Eregion. Halbrand gives Celebrimbor the idea of forging the mithril with other metals to enhance its strength. Galadriel becomes suspicious and checks into the royal lineages of the Southlands. In the East, the Stranger meets the mysterious trio, who greet him as Lord Sauron, whom they are pledged to serve. Nori and the Harfoots manage to steal the leader's magical staff at the cost of Sadok's life. The Stranger then uses the staff to banish the trio into darkness. They realize the Stranger is not Sauron, but one of the Astari. In Origion... Galadriel confronts Halbrand with her discovery that he is not a Southland king, and the latter reveals himself to be Sauron. She refuses his offer to become his queen and rule Middle-earth. Sauron overpowers Galadriel and flees to Mordor. Galadriel, Elrond, and Celebrimbor forge the Three Elven Rings. Alendil and Nereal arrive back in Numenor to find King Tar-Palantir has died. And then back amongst the Harfoots, the stranger and Nori decide to depart the group and travel east to Rune. Unsure which way to go, the stranger advises that when in doubt, to always follow your nose. Which is very uh, Gandalf y.
0: Yeah, I was talking to our friend last night who's like really into Lord of the Rings. Um, and he was like, oh, well, now we know it's Gandalf because of that quote. And I was like, well, hold on. It could still be um, Tom Tom or, uh, Bombadil or Bombadil uh, or Radagast. Because... I don't think
1: it's Tom Bombadil because according to lore, and of course this doesn't have anything to do with lore, but he was always there. I still oh. think it's one of the just unnamed blue wizards.
0: It could be, because my 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 point that I made to him was that the, the thing about the wizards is this takes place thousands of years before Fellowship, and
1: um, roughly three thousand years. Yep,
0: and Gandalf and Radagast and uh, uh, Saruman and Saruman and, and the blue wizards they knew each other quite a bit over time. And I don't remember if it's actually Gandalf that says, you know, follow your nose or whatever, but, you know, he is directly to having said quote that or said that like somebody told him.
1: And in the in the uh, first Lord of the Rings movie, Fellowship of the Ring, when they are uh, when they're going through the mines of Moria and Gandalf's like, I don't remember this place or I have no memory of this place. And he's trying to think of which way to go. And he finally says, Oh, it's this way. And they're like, how are you so sure? He's like, the air smells better this way. You know, that's, that's the closest direct hint that we've gotten that it could be Gandalf. you know? And if it is, I'm totally fine with that.
0: Um, yeah, I, I, I just, I'm just letting people know, like, don't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Um, Absolutely but uh everything in this up ep- like this show has been fucking phenomenal to me uh it's it's just fun like there's so much about it that i i i find to be highly enjoyable um I think the characterza- characterization of some of the characters is is something that I really fucking dig. Like I got upset when uh Sardok died. Spoiler uh, alert. Sardauk, yeah. Sardauk, yeah. It's like I have the word in I have the I, I see the spelling of the word in my head cuz I I watch these things with subtitles. Um but uh I think the other thing the show does really well is it surprises me. A lot of the stuff I don't see—I don't see coming. I don't see how it's going to play out. Like the thing with Halbrand, <laughs> had no idea, not a fucking clue. I had a suspicion.
1: Misty and I both had a suspicion uh, for a while about that, but we were content to just let it play out, and see how it went.
0: I knew he was special, but. Because he's, you know, a major character in the show. But I was like, I didn't think... I didn't think that. That, I was like, oh, boy. I should have. I mean, the writing was on the wall. It's the same shit that I was talking about with, like, other shows that, quote-unquote, surprised us. Like, there's a lot of them we should have seen coming. A lot of it is is right there, right in front of our face.
1: But, you know. But even when it is... Um right there. and The clues are all there. It's a testament to how good the storytelling is when you don't piece it together, even though the signs are all there because yes. you're so engrossed and wrapped up in the story and where it's going.
0: Yep. I completely agree. I'm, but. I'm, I'm excited where season two is going to go. I mean, I thought it was really fun. The, I think the other the the only thing that I will say about it is that it worries me that season two is not going to happen. <laughs> season two has already been greenlit. Has it? I didn't see that. Never mind.
1: Yeah, a long time
0: ago, actually, before season one debuted, I believe.
1: I was worried. Uh, I,
0: I was worried reception. because it's so expensive. Not because I mean, the it's dumb expensive, did it. but. Um. Yeah, I just wasn't sure cuz uh let me well, see if
1: it, I can it, find it. But carry it could, on.
0: Yeah, I just uh, um But yeah, like every like the whole season was damn near a billion dollars or something like that and uh I was just really worried that it was going to that they weren't going to renew it just be, or they were going to like cost make it cost less, but I mean the show's gorgeous. That that last scene with them like I was so fucking en- engrossed with Okay. Are they going to figure out how to use Mithril in, in that tiny bit?
1: Okay. Season, second season, filming has already began as of October 3rd of this year. I missed that so entirely. two yeah. weeks, 16 days ago, as of the time we're recording this, season two already began filming. Cool. I knew they had announced a second season already because oh. it's, it's essentially Amazon has paid for the rights to make a five-season production commitment worth at least a billion dollars for the entire
0: series. Not for the season, but for the oh. series. Oh, that makes more sense. For the entire series, makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So this season was eight episodes, right?
1: Eight episodes, yes.
0: So let's assume five times eight equals 40, right? So let's do one... Billion divided by forty. Each episode only costs twenty five million. That makes way more fucking sense for a TV show. Yeah, of this caliber. God damn. Okay, that that adds up. Yep. Um. I I'll say this about this finale. The 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 thing that probably upset me the most. No Durin. The, no Durin. <laughs> He's by far my favorite. I fucking love him. Don't get me wrong. I love the other characters. I love the Brandyfoots. I love um, you know, I can't say that I love Gladriel, but or Galadriel. Um, she's fascinating, but she's definitely not up there with me. I'm not like, ooh. Uh, there's so much about this show that's just fun. Like, I think the thing about this show that, that I really, really enjoy and maybe it's because I've been playing a lot of D&D lately, but it Feels more adventurous, like a D anD D campaign than, uh, let's say, fucking, um, what's it called? What, what we, the, other, the other thing we're watching? The House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. Yeah, yeah. So, but maybe that was their intention. I don't fucking know. But I'm digging the fuck out of it. Like I can't like I think. My dad asked me because we watch it together. He's like, "So when season two? Like, not for a year. Sorry
1: but you, know, you you can you can tell him, you know, season 2 started filming 2 weeks ago and hopefully it'll be ready to go this time
0: next year. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's also the thing about this show that uh, you know, probably is reason of the cost more is it has a, a lot of characters. A lot of characters, a lot
1: of costumes you got. Uh, fortunately, uh you know, you've got location shoots, you do have set design. Uh there's a lot that goes into it,
0: so you know, but and, yeah, I was. Gonna say, I wanna, it's I'm gonna, worth it. Yeah, I was like, this isn't a complaint that there's a lot of characters. It just explains why there's so much in that vein is that it's just there's a lot going on, but it has to be a lot going on. You're talking about an entire Middle Earth. Yes, the fucking, you know, uh, the Hobbit and the, you know, Fellowship of the Ring, you had a lot of characters too, but the focus <clears throat> were whoever the, were either Bilbo or Frodo. Um, because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, J.R. Tolkien always saw the hobbits as like the best of what humanity is today. Um, who you should aspire to be. Because actual humans are pieces of shit. Um, I could certain, be wrong about that. Certain but... ones are. <laughs> uh, no, my all of humanity just garbage. Um, but I think that's also, you know, the 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 sentiment that was taken with like, uh, Isidril? Is that his name? Isildur. Isildur. Thank you. Fuck, I was like, I don't know. I'm close. But yeah, absolute, or absolute, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yada yada yada. I can't wait to see that fucking storyline play out. Yeah. There's so much about this show that I just I want to see keep going. Because like I think the thing I don't like about prequels is it's always like this self-fulfilling bullshit, you know? Um, we don't have to have every character be attached to something that we know and love, right? We just kind of want to see how things played out in the past. And it drives me nuts that prequels can only exist in this bubble. And it feels like how or, uh, that Rings of Power kind of did that just right. You know? Like does that make sense? Yeah, like they have yeah. they have those characters, they have that situation going on, but it doesn't feel as big as like let's say fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. <clears throat> no, I'll but, get you. So well uh let's go ahead and give a grade to the finale and then to the series as a whole. You go first. Um,
1: A-plus. Fucking stellar. Fucking wonderful. Loved it. Um, <clears throat> you know, a little predictable in a couple with the, but not entirely predictable. Just like it played into my hunch that, yeah, how Brand was sorry. Uh, I wouldn't call that predictable. Uh, but I didn't see it coming. Uh, The the scenes with the fucking, the trio and the stranger and the Harfoots was awesome. Uh, Loved watching that. Just loved everything about this episode. It was really well done. The series as a whole was incredibly well done. It kept getting stronger and stronger with each episode as it kept going. Fucking here's the thing. This series didn't qualify for, best thing we watched in the past year because we were still in the middle of watching it. Had this series been done two weeks ago when we did that list, this probably would have been
0: potential for number one. (laughs) It's fucking great. We're going to do it again for the year. Okay. we, We do about two every year, one for our anniversary and one for the end of the year. Um, which it seems odd because you know we have some of the same shit in it, but uh, yeah, and
1: there's only three months apart, but still,
0: yeah, because I I don't want to like leave out certain things, and I don't know, it's fun. it's just fun, it's fun content, but yeah, yeah, I fucking loved it, loved it. Mirror your sentiments exactly, a plus. Uh, the whole show was fucking great. Um, it 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 kept me enthralled the entire time. I I like looked forward to next week, and you know, talking about it the week before was just it was just. Tons of fucking fun. And I I'm so happy to hear that it was Greenleaf for season two. Didn't know that prior to recording. How I missed that, I don't know. But um I do wanna say <laughs> I do want to say one thing about the show, but it's in a joke that a friend of ours had posted in a group thread that we're in together. And it was <laughs> calling my butthole the ring of power because my parents are really mad there's black guys in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw that
0: last night and I about died laughing it's so good so fucking funny um but yeah so uh rings of power gets a mad approval from us just a big old approval from us well let's move over to uh house of the dragon episode nine yeah yeah
1: this is uh called the green council um and as it basically opens up confirming what we Assumed at the end of episode eight, King Viserys has died. Uh, the small council plots to crown Prince Aegon as king. Sir Criston kills, kills, just straight up kills Lord Beesbury when he objects to Rhaenyra being usurped, while Lord Commander Harold Westerling resigns from the King's Guard and saying he'll have no part of it. Uh, Sir Otto delays announcing Viserys' death to fortify the council's position and coerces House Lord's fealty. Queen Alicent fails to gain Princess Rhaenys' support, support and keeps her captive. Otto has the King's Guard brothers Sir Eric Cargill and Sir Eric with an A, Cargill. One's Eric with an E and one's Eric with an A <coughs> search the city for Aegon while Alicent sends Kristen and Prince Aemon. Misaria who is apparently the White Worm tells Sir Otto where Aegon is hiding. The Cargill's find Aegon inside the Grand Sept, but lose him to Kristen and Amund after a fight. Lord Larys Strong creepily warns Alicent of the Saria's spies within the Red Keep, including her lady-in-waiting, uh, and then he jerks it to her feet in a very creepy scene.
0: Is this uh, his name Lord Larys?
1: Yes, yeah, what I said, Larys.
0: Oh, I thought you said. Sorry, I thought you said Viserys. I was like, that didn't seem right at all. No, no.
1: Larys Strong. Yeah, gotcha. She has Larys burn Maseria's house. Aegon has no desire to rule, but Alicent convinces him otherwise. Meanwhile, kings Landing citizens are herded into the Dragon Pit, where Otto announces Viserys' death and crowns Aegon the new king. After Eric frees niece, she enters the Dragon Pit dungeons. Astride her dragon, Melis. Melis, Melise, Melise, I'm not sure, M-E-L-E-Y-S. She breaches the hall, causing devastation and confronting the royal usurpers, and she spares them and leaves on dragging Back. Now, I'm sorry, but there's no way anybody just writing a fucking just summary of this scene could do that scene justice. That was fucking no, awesome. No,
0: it's It's really... Uh, uh, Game of Thrones has has... Positioned me in a spot that I laugh at every fucking time because I, I, like I said, I've been watching this with my dad, and he's never watched an episode of Game of Thrones. So when certain scenes come up like this, he's just like, "Interesting." Nothing in him goes. Something bad's about to happen. Meanwhile, I'm ever going you know, like the entire time I'm biting my nails, I have this like weird anxiety in my chest because I know something's about to happen
1: you know, honestly, before uh, Renice snuck off to the dungeons and burst through the floor the beast beneath the boards the beast beneath the boards (laughs) I remember that Helena prophesying that Okay. Anyway, before that happened, I was sitting there thinking when Aegon was looking at that dagger uh, that was his father's, when he was looking at that dagger, I was sitting there thinking, he's going to get in this fucking hall and he's just going to cut his throat in front of everybody. I thought he was going to kill himself because he didn't Uh, want to rule that much.
0: So the way that I read that scene, specifically the one in the cart. With, uh, with uh, uh, Alicent and, and him like heading to the Dragon's Keep. Because he was very much... There's no way that my father said what he said in his dying breath. There's no way. Which he didn't believe until the dagger was pulled out, right? Mm-hmm. I've always seen Aegon as kind of a Joffrey. Not as bad. Like I'm talking about <laughs> Joffrey from Game uh, that-
1: That's the thing. That's where I think he's going to be heading towards. I think Otto's going to try to keep him in line, and I think Aegon is going to be like, "No, I'm doing this this way." If he survives, anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah, we'll see. Because I think there's going to we we didn't
1: have we didn't have any Raynera or Damon in this episode, and I was upset by that.
0: Well, it makes sense because I think they're going to be the focus of this next episode. They're going to learn about what happened and be fucking pissed. Like, we're going to be going into a war here in a minute.
1: Well, episode 10 is titled The Black Queen.
0: I didn't know that.
1: And here's the thing. Uh, Allison and everybody that sides with her, the Hightowers, they all are on the green that's the house colors that's the colors they are mm-hmm. the green council well here's the thing targaryen colors are black mm-hmm. so i mean this is it's like i don't know uh i oh, think it's bad it, yeah i'm, I'm excited <laughs> i'm like oh yeah this is the first time that i watch this show at like Ten o'clock Sunday night. I usually wait until Monday mornings to watch it, but I watched ten o'clock Sunday
0: night. I have to work Sunday because I yeah you know, I go work Friday Saturday Sundays, and I like I, I'm gonna get home Sunday after work and be like, Game of Thrones. I'm sorry, House of the Dragon. Dad, now we got to know how this fucking plays out because I'm I'm fucking excited. Like I want to know how this ends because and that's what I was trying to explain to a friend actually our friend Mark. Um, I was trying to explain because he was like it's hard for me to watch it because of the sour taste in my mouth from, you know, game of Thrones, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, I get that. I, I totally understand that because it was rushed. It didn't feel good. It felt very unsatisfying. Divorce yourself from game of Thrones, like genuinely divorce yourself. Go like in your own mind, say, look at this show as if game of Thrones didn't exist. Because honestly, everything that happened in Game of Thrones does not matter to House of the Dragon at all. Nope, not really, because it's so far into the past that it does. Like we know what happened right before season one of Game of Thrones. The Mad King existed. The uh, uh, Robert Baratheon killed him. We all know that's uh, no, no, no. It wasn't Robert. Well, uh, uh, Jamie Lannister. Jamie, yeah. Well, again, kill them. You you know, we learned that that's not entirely the truth. Um, True. And then then Game of Thrones starts. So everything that, like, House of the Dragon is doing doesn't matter in terms of Game of Thrones. We just know it's the same world. And that's all that matters. Like, this show isn't a prequel as much as it just takes place before. Yeah. Because to me, a prequel is, like, characters that we know and how they got to the position that they were in when we see them the first time. That's not the case with this show, so um, and what makes that so much fun is that nothing leading up to what we've seen in this show has had any effect on anything that we already know, so it makes it original, it makes it something new, and it's fun for that. So, that's 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 all I'll say on that. I, I, I yeah, I just and I want people to watch it. I want people to enjoy it without having that taste in their mouth. Like this is like going to a pizza place and you have one pizza and it kind of tastes like shit. And you're like, ah, this is bad. And then someone goes, oh, no, no, no. You got the wrong type of pizza. Go back and get this pizza. And you're like, you're apprehensive. But you go back and you get the pizza that they suggest. And you're like, oh, this is what this one's really good. Like, why didn't I have this the first time? That's that's my analogy. And I'm sticking to it uh well why don't we go ahead and give a grade to this episode i think you know
1: i went first last time so a plus fucking
0: a plus like granted the entire episode is is all politics there's barely (laughs) any kind of action but that's game of thrones in a nutshell like you're gonna get your action it just takes a while to get there it has to build up to it. It it has to have reason behind it and we get to see so much political drama in this episode that i just I had a blast watching it. Like I, I, I was always like, what's going to happen next? What this character is going to do. And when things started to kind of go awry in a certain part, like when you get me to have that anxiety in my stomach, well, fucking done. So I'm, I'm stoked for the finale next week. And, uh, yeah, well done. What about you?
1: Oh, uh, it's also an A plus it is fucking stellar. Uh, I really love the pacing. Um, uh can't stand the high towers. <laughs> they're allies, they're trash, can't stand them. Sir Kristen. Oh wow. Oof, can't stand that
0: dude.
1: <laughs> can't stand that dude. I wanted to see Sir Harold just eviscerate him right there. But you know, saving it. I'm pretty sure Sir Harold's gone off to Dragonstone. Uh Rainice probably went to Dragonstone to warn uh, Damon and Rhaenyra. Oh,
0: yeah. I uh, 100% that's where she went.
1: But yeah, I, I can't wait for the fucking finale. This was a lot of fun. That closing scene in the Dragon Pit when she just burst up through the fucking floor on her dragon and she's got her armor on. That was fucking awesome. <clears you <clears
0: <throat> know, that what's thing funny just
1: is- roaring in Aegon's face. Yeah. And, uh, and Sir Kristen was like, all right. Allison tells Sir Kristen to get in front of her daughter, Helena, like, I'm sorry, that fucking dragon's going to torch all of you.
0: I thought she was going to say Dracaris and it was going to happen. I really Yeah,
1: did. I was hoping, but then we wouldn't
0: have anything for next episode. <laughs> not necessarily. I mean, I get where you're coming from with that, but not necessarily like, because here's the thing. Uh, oh, no, dragon's breath can kill. It's regular fire that can't hurt them. That's right. Never mind. Because dragon's breath is, is worse. They've already established that in the lore of Game of Thrones that dragon's breath is way more strong, like way more powerful, way, way more potent than just regular fire. Oh yeah. And it's regular fire that can't hurt a Targaryen. So yeah. that's what it was. I mean Alicent would have been fucking gone right either way. She'd have been toast, but I was thinking yeah, that if cool. even if she said Dracaris, like the Targaryen's would still be up there standing. Like, well, okay. We're naked now, but okay. So, but no, they die. They would get, they would get boined. Yeah, it was, it was fucking good. Fucking yeah. really good. Some excellent fucking TV. But like yeah. I said, you really have to divorce yourself from, from Game of Thrones. Like, cause nothing in that show matters to what happens in this show and vice versa. It really, really doesn't matter. It's it's just a different thing entirely. So anyway, um, well, that's that. Why don't we go ahead and move on to Andor.
1: All right, and we're episode seven, this was titled Announcement. Um, the write up, give me just a second. Okay, I hate it when they put last names in. In this, on Coruscant, Cyril Karn starts a new job at the Imperial Standards Bureau as the ISB gains more draconian surveillance and punitive authority. Uh, Miro which is, uh, the blonde lady, uh, her, her Deidre, Deidre, Deidre Miro. She, uh, is <clears throat> challenged by Blevin for breaking protocol and accessing data about thefts from Imperial installations. She persuades her superiors of her work's value and is assigned oversight of ferrets. Uh, Stellan Starsguard's character oh, Fucking assholes why they do this Luthen Rail uh, Yeah Luthan assist, uh, assistant meets with Vale On Coruscant And instructs her to find and kill Cassian To prevent him from revealing Luthen's identity Mon Mothma meets with an old friend At a dinner party And begins to process of us- begins the process Of using him to access Her family funds Cassian returns home to Ferex to settle old debts and learns from Bix that the community blames him for the fallout from the corporate security crackdown. Cassian unsuccessfully attempts to get Marva to leave Ferex with him. Cassian travels to the tropical tourist paradise of Niamos On a trip to a shop, he is confronted by Imperial troops, arrested for minor offenses, and sentenced to six years imprisonment. So, yeah. A lot of stuff going on, and now yeah. he's been uh cassian's been caught and thrown in prison for basically no reason whatsoever just because he was looking around on his way to the fucking on the way to the fucking market <laughs>
0: so I have an i okay so okay okay all right, so this episode was a lot of like most movies most stories within Star Wars have ended at the end of last episode. Right. Mm -hmm. But this show has 12 episodes, so we're continuing. Yeah. And when Andor, when Cassian is doing his thing and it's kind of like, okay, we're just catching up. We're seeing what he wants to do. He's just, he's still kind of like not wanting to be part of the rebels. And, you know, I get that. But we get a lot more from other characters. Him getting, him getting imprisoned for not doing anything was intentionally put there as a way to show a parallel for all the other characters. Oh, yeah. Because all the other characters are in a prison either of their own making or by the Empire for stifling them. Yep. And I'm just like, just the oh, it's just its so good. It's so good. But the other thing I want to point out is that I think we're having a time jump next episode. I think we're going to when Cassian gets out of prison. And like a lot of the characters are going to be a little bit further in their lives. That's what I think is going to happen, which I want so bad.
1: Well, if I'm not mistaken, this is only four years before uh, Rogue One.
0: Oh so you think he might get broken out.
1: He's going to get broken out quicker. Yeah, cuz he he clearly doesn't serve a 6-year sentence because the first episode opened up 4 years before the battle of Yavin.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did I missed that.
1: So you know, he's he's going to get broken out. Will it be by K2SO? I doubt it. Uh it was funny though when they showed those imperial uh interrogation droids or whatever they are. The K units, uh, yeah. when that one showed up on screen, she's like, Oh, is it? And I was like, No, it's not.
0: I mean, I hope that we do meet K- uh, K2SO and win, uh, in this show because I'd love to hear, uh, fucking to Tudor come back and reprise that role, but, um, who knows? Who knows what we're getting in this show? It's, it's the thing about this show that I love is that it doesn't. It's not beholden to anything, you know. It, it kind of does its own thing and it, and it continues to do its own thing. Because um, this episode had zero action. You know, last episode we got a ton of action. This episode was more political intrigue and it was more um, you know, personal uh, uh, whereabouts and what other characters are going through and thinking. Like, one of my favorite characters to watch, not he's not a favorite character in general, but one of my, I love like Seeing where his story goes, and I can't think of his name, but it's the guy that like his life fell apart after episode uh, three.
1: Cyril Carn.
0: Cyril, yeah, Cyril. Watching Cyril go through what he has to go through is fucking rad, just from a storytelling perspective. So I'm 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 fucking all in on his character and what he's going to be doing, but um, or the girl that works for the ISB.
1: Yeah, yeah. She, she got Deidre, a one up on
0: that motherfucker.
1: Yeah, Daedra uh, Miro, Daedra Miro. Yeah,
0: I do hope we have a little bit of a time jump in this episode. I hope that we have a little bit of like a, hey, so the past like maybe two years, this is what's been going on, and now they break
1: him out of jail. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think it should be that long because, you know, he's when we maybe, meet him in Rogue One. Maybe- when we meet him in rogue one, he is firmly entrenched and totally believes in the rebellion. You know, right Right. now we're not seeing him do that. We need to see him get to that point. And I don't know if this series is only going to be a one and done or if they're going
0: to try to do another season. Uh, But I mean, it'll have to be one and done if it catches up to rogue one. You know, and if it yeah, because it if it's four years before the Battle of uh yeah, that's at the end of Episode One, so yeah. yeah, basically it's just a few days before Rogue One happens,
1: or a few days after Rogue One happens. You know, right?
0: So we we, we have four years to play with here. Exactly. So it, it it's all going to depend on like how they're how quickly they're going to break out, Cassian,
1: and who's going to break
0: him out. Oh, it'll, it'll it'll be the rebels for sure, because I think what's going to happen is, um, uh, man, I cannot remember fucking names of this goddamn show. Uh, fucking Stellan Scargar's character, Luthen. Luthen. It's going to depend on like how quickly Luthen hears about his his imprisonment, you know, because yeah. I think Luthen is going to be the one to break him out. Yeah, it, it's going to have to be. I mean, I can't think of any other character that would learn about it and risk their fucking life doing it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, whatever the reason being, you know, he's, he's wanting to cover his ass. Uh, but at the same time, he'll also see what a valuable asset he was that he wouldn't have that 80 million in credits had it not
0: been for him. Um, I love that. We're also getting more characterization with Mon Mothma because mm-hmm. she's always kind of been a background <clears throat> character that's funding the the rebels.
1: Well, yeah, we were always given the impression she was the leader of the rebellion. Um, And now it's just like, okay, you see how she's on the fringe and she's funding the beginning of the rebellion, but she's not actively leading
0: the rebellion. I want
1: to see how we get her to that
0: point. But but and I and I can't I can't stress this enough, like. The new characters are are what I'm most intrigued with. Like, yeah, we get we get Mon Mothma and Cassian and see how they get to the point they get to. But yeah, in I want to a lot. Yeah, I want to know more about him. I want to know more. I want to know more about the certain characters that we had in the last. Like, are we going to revisit them uh, specifically? Uh, the 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 woman that was in charge of that group. I can't remember her name either, but I want to know more about her. Um, you know the the the. I want to know more about the ISB since that's brand spanking new to us. Like it's fucking, dude. What a great idea! What a great fucking idea! Oh, this show is well done. Super well done. If you're not watching it and you say you're a Star Wars fan, I question that entirely because this show is fucking phenomenal. So I'm just gonna throw it out there. A plus for Andor episode <clears throat> nine, or seven.
1: Yeah. Yeah. About it.
0: yeah, I agree Uh
1: Another week of stellar offerings And the things that we are covering Uh Nothing let us down At any point Uh Andor, you know, the only thing is It's <clears throat> like, well, the show's called Andor We didn't get a lot of Andor in this episode We didn't have to, though, because the other characters And the things that they are doing are so well done and so compelling that it's totally okay. You know, yes, he's the title character, but he doesn't have to be the central focus in every scene. There's some great storytelling going on here. And I love this dark gritty stuff that we're getting right now.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that's also something I want to point out about Star Wars as a whole. This isn't just, you know, other franchises, Star Wars Has this versatility to be whatever the fuck the person writing that story wants it to be. We can go super dark. We can go super light. Star Wars can go anywhere. And the other thing that makes Star Wars great is your imagination, like whoever's running it, their imagination can go anywhere. It is a fucking plane. It is a canvas that has just a little bit. Like it's a whole ass canvas that has like this corners filled. That's it. Because You go to a fucking resort planet, guess what you have? A bunch of new aliens. Mm -hmm. That's what I love about Star Wars. Every time you write a new one, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Like, people go, oh, well, it has a certain hardcore set rules. Who the fuck says? You? Who are you? Like, let's have more content from Star Wars that's just fun. We don't have to stick in the fucking Skywalker saga, too. We can we can branch out. We can do new things like that show that's coming out, um, High Republic. I want to know that one. I want to see that one. <sighs> Just people, come on, enjoy enjoy cool content based on its creativity. Like, I I, I was talking to somebody last night. I was talking to Mark, and we were talking about because uh, he hasn't watched an episode of of, of Andor, and I said you got to watch it, dude. It's so good. And he goes, um, he was like, yeah, I should. I should definitely check it out because, you know, it's it's Star Wars and we all like Star Wars. And I said, did you know that that Andor is the least watched Star Wars project on Disney Plus?
1: Doesn't surprise me.
0: And he, well, that's what he was like. No, I didn't know that. And I was like, I was like, do you know why? And he goes, I don't know, because the fanboys are making a big deal out of it. And I was like, sort of. So it's, it's, um it seems to be that the people who are enjoying this, sh- like the, that it's more enjoyed than not. But the reason that people aren't watching it is it's not legacy characters. It's not these, because that's the thing about, about the Mandalorian. The only reason people watched it to begin with is because a lot of people thought it was going to be about Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Um, but that's also what I love about, uh, Mandalorian is it's not about Boba Fett, sure. Boba Fett's in it, which is fine, but it's about brand new characters that exist in this world and or this galaxy, I should say. And it's just, but that's what I love about Andor. We have two characters that we've known one we barely know, and the other we know from a single film, and we don't know how he got there. So that's just like, that's just brilliant. I just love it, I love it so much. Well uh any final thoughts no no i think we've covered everything we want to cover today um all right then well that's gonna do it for this week folks uh we had a heavy episode a lot of lot of stuff to talk about um outside of the, <laughs> outside of the reviews um so uh next week we're only going to be talking about the finale of house the dragon and uh, episode eight of andor um uh, I don't think we're adding anything. I know that maybe in the following week we will review uh um Midnight, Midnight Club. Club. I've watched the first episode of my mom. It's pretty good so far, but we'll we'll see we'll see you know, how how it fares. Uh but the other thing I wanted to add was that in 1 week from today as of recording this, Tales from the uh, from the Jedi come out and they're like 15 minute animated shorts in regards to stories about jedi that we've seen but we don't know uh-huh. there's yeah and most of it is is directed and done by Dave filoni so um i'm interested apparently one episode is going to have um uh what's her name uh what draw a blank on her name i don't know why you draw a blank on everybody's names it's uh anakin's <laughs> fucking apprentice ahsoka ahsoka jesus Maybe it's because I have to pee real bad. Um, but uh, but yeah, if we add anything next week, follow us on our social media accounts. That's you know that, that all that will be linked down below. If you aren't looking down below, if you're if you're just listening to this on Spotify or something like that, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go over there, follow us there. We will try our best to let you know if we add anything, so that way you can watch it, um, and then join us when we talk about it. If you have different views on. The shows that we talk about. Let us know in the comments on any of those social medias. We'll be happy to have a discussion with it because if you if you see these things differently and you want to let us know, that's great. We want to hear your opinion. If you don't love uh, uh, how uh, Rings of Power ended, or you just don't love the show at all, let us know. Let us know. Like a different opinion is great, and maybe and maybe. You can point something out in the show that maybe we didn't see or we overlooked because we were so infatuated with something. And you're like, this doesn't make any sense. And maybe we'll be like, oh shit, it doesn't. And you know, that's what we love about the show is that discussion. So go there, leave a comment, let us know. Also, that's where you're going to find it if we have anything, but I don't think we will for this next week. Um, Also the check out the Teespring store. If you're looking to up your ante when it comes to uh, gear for the fall and winter season, there is uh there's some stuff over there on that store with uh our cartoon faces or a logo on it and let people know you know hey, hey what's that on your shirt oh it's this podcast I listen to so you guys uh talk about I'm sorry guy and gal uh talk about uh, I use guys as a uh, yeah, yeah. A neutral um uh you know they talk about shows and stuff and and it's it's a lot of fun and they're they're pretty funny so go check it out you know be a be a be a fucking billboard for us okay go buy something for us and be a billboard. God damn it. Uh, let's see, where are my notes going? If you want to watch the live feed of this podcast, um, you can check that out on YouTube. Um, uh, nine times out of ten, it's just me in and in Maya's face, so there's that. But, you know, if you want to, it's there. Um, let's see, what else do I got on my notes here? Uh, well, I can't really say, because this episode goes up on Friday, but yesterday... Uh, we did our uh, uh, Jackbox stream of the new Jackbox game, and we'll probably be live next Thursday as well. So um, that's going to be on my cha- my channel, which is twitch.tv slash uh Jackbox Party Pack, Party Pack 9. Um, it'll be fun. I hope it'll be fun. I don't, I don't know. Did we have fun? Who knows? It's, we're recording this on Wednesday. We had a lot of fun. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, last week we had a lot of fun, for sure. Go between games. So yeah, don't check that out. And that's it for my notes. Maya, where can folks find you?
1: Uh, you can find me on Facebook under my name, Maya Don Fisher. It's a public profile. It's also linked to my Instagram and Twitter accounts. Uh, I'm becoming more active on both, trying to. Uh, especially Twitter here recently. Uh, so if you want to follow me on any of those, just go to Facebook, find me, uh, add me, you know, request me whatever. I enjoy talking and discussing things with new people, uh, making just new don't friends. Don't be a
0: transphobic piece of shit. Jesus, don't
1: be a transphobic piece of shit because you will be called out. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, that's that's your best place to find me and what I'm up to. Greg, what about you? Where can people find you?
0: Uh, you can find me on all socials under Chub Rock Geek. Um, I don't I don't post a whole lot, but I do post. Funny video game content over on my Twitter account, so there's that. Um I recently uploaded one where I just I was playing Overwatch two and absolutely decimated. I got a five kill streak on one like a whole team kill with just Symmetra. Jesus, I, have you seen that that video yet? No, I didn't get to watch it this morning. I saw you post it, but I didn't get to watch it yet. Oh, you got you <clears> got to <throat> watch it. I snuck <throat> in behind them and just melted them. It was it was super satisfying. Um. But, uh, but yeah, so, so that's where you'll find me. Um, uh, yeah, that's it. I'm looking at my notes and that's all I got. So yeah, I yeah, remember, remember finale of House of the Dragon, episode 8 of Andor. And um, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate you. Always remember, fuck the GOP. Fuck the NRA. Donate and help where you can. We'll see you next week. Take care,
1: everybody.